episode 27 of the MTG Complex Cast. My name is Steven. I'm joined by my co-hosts, John. Hey. And Chris. Hey. And in today's episode, we will be talking about Magic Online Championship Series and GP Seattle Prep. Um, but before we get into that, let's start with our weekly roundup where we tell you what we piloted and what we played against this past week. Chris, let's start with you. Well... I was so incredibly salty about playing against uh, Blue Moon decks last week that I decided to play something that would absolutely dumpster Blue Moon decks. So I played Mono Green Devotion with a uh, main deck Thrun and a main deck Carnage Tyrant because screw you and your counter spells. Um, and I proceeded to play against zero Blue Moon decks. <laughs> so that felt pretty great. Um, somehow went one in three anyway. Yeah. Hashtag that gone. One, that one though. So, I played against Hollow One, then Hollow One, then good old Johnny Boy on uh, Red Green Ultrasi. That match was a treat. And um, I played against, like, a Jundi Bloodbraid Elf deck. I mean, elf, like, actual elves, Bloodbraid Elves deck. God, the Hollow One matches were awful. It was basically, like, how dumpstered did I get by his Burning Inquiry? That was, that was the game. That's the only thing that mattered in the game. So, game one, he's just like, Burning Inquiry. Here's a hollow one. I look at my hand, I'm like, oh, I mean, it's still kind of functional. But Again. It's kind of slow now. I'm like, eh, well, I have, like, the mana dork at least. Play my bird, and he's like, untap, bolt it, attack you with my hollow one, play a Gurmog Angler. I'm like, oh, we're dead. <laughs> we're dead. We're super, super dead. I think game two, he inquired me into, like, gas, gas, gas. And it was pretty sweet. And then game three, he inquired me, and so I had, like, a really, really good hand. Like two lands, a bunch of ramp, like a Nykthos, a Garouk. And he, like, increased me. I didn't look at the three cards I drew. I discarded, like, Garouk, Burning Tree Emissary, and, like, Eternal Witness or something. And I look at my hand now, and my hand is just Fetchland, Fetchland, like, Nykthos, Kessig, Obstinate Veiloth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why couldn't I have at least discarded obstinate veil up? And he's like, oh yeah, by the way, here's like a hollow one or two. Okay. Uh, I also got to play some Legacy over the weekend. Uh, played good old elves. Trying out a little bit of red splash for blood moons in the sideboard. <laughs> uh, boarded it in in two matches. Didn't draw any of them, so still don't know if they're good. Spoilers, they are. Um, <laughs> and I got a chance to play some uh, more... EDH with uh, John over here. Uh, some more, actually. It was the first time we played it since we've been on the cast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But we played a little bit Friday and a little bit more on Saturday. And um, I finally managed to, to get a game off of John. <laughs> Turns out the Karnos deck is not very good at um, becoming, the, becoming monarch. the monarch. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, John, what you, would you play? Well, I... Uh... I took green red Eldrazi to F and M. Um, put down the uh, the Kiki deck. Finally, I got smashed. <laughs> I couldn't find any obligators in town, so I was like, eh, "I'll just play some Tarmogoyfs instead." That's fine, right? Totally uh -huh. seems good. I don't know. Tarmogoyfs weren't that bad, but the deck felt fucking awful. <laughs> I just like either had all lands or no lands like every game, and I mulliganed a lot. It's just, like, the deck's probably pretty consistent. I think I just hit, like, 
the bad end of things. I used to play Bandhole Drawsy, so like I know, you know, that the deck can feel like this sometimes. But I got a lot of a lot of games like that. And then Chris and I played and I just got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. So like you played a Tarmogoyf against me and I really raised an eyebrow. I was like, <laughs> I, does this deck normally play Tarmogoyf? Like I don't think so, right? What's John up to now? <laughs> And turns out Tarmogoyf not very good at um, blocking a, what was it, like, 38 power Primeval Titan? Yeah, it was pretty bad in that matchup, too, because, like, you weren't really putting stuff in the Greybeard, so... Yeah, no. th that felt bad. But, um, yeah, it was like, what was it, like, game two? And you're like, I, I end up with two natural states? And you have, like, sprawl, sprawl, sprawl? And, like, trip sprawl, yeah. And so, when you, like, went to untap your land, I, like, natural stated... I natural stated on my turn one of them. The one that had two. And on your turn, when you went to untap one of them with the elf, I, I stated that. And it just didn't matter. Like, still had all the mana you could ever need. So... Correct. Yeah. Felt... Felt not the best. Made me feel really proud of myself for getting Primeval Titan instead of Horrent Queen, because that would have been the one mana shy of being able to cast a Horrent Queen. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was uh, not the best event. De definitely underperformed. Um, and then uh, throughout the week, I've still been grinding away at Grixis Delver. I'm pretty happy with how things have been going. Still getting dumpstered by lands, but... Um, I'm 70% in the mirror, 100% against Bug Delver, and I've only lost once to Check Pile. So I'm feeling pretty good about the fair matchups. Aside from Death and Taxes, who seem to be running main deck devout lightcasters online, which is some pretty spicy tech that I don't think people will be running at the GP, hopefully. Wow. <laughs> hopefully. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a hell of a card. Yeah white 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 2-2 two, two. pro black exile black permanent when it enters the battlefield Seems kills good. Liliana last hope dead super dead <laughs> just gone yeah can't be Oof. blocked can't be blocked by uh, death right can't be blocked by Gurmog chumps Gurmog real good exiles Gurmog Ugh. yeah card card's not not the best um but uh, yeah, testing's been going pretty good. Uh, slowed down a little bit. Haven't been doing the league every day like I was. I've had, you know, like real life stuff, unfortunately, get in the way. So I'm not as uh, insanely well practiced as, I, as I'd like to be, but I'm still pretty good. More than I've ever prepared for any event, I think, actually. Having uh, having access to the deck on Moto is pretty great. I think I'm going to have to do this for every big event I want to prep for now. So I got to. It's handy, out. isn't it? It's really handy, man. Being able to, to just pump out games is. I have what 65 matches on record right now on my sheet so that's not know. including the stuff that you're doing beforehand yeah and like a uh, paper event that i went mm -hmm. to so yeah <laughs> it's pretty good um anyways uh, and then i played i built so as we were recording last week i started putting together an edh deck <laughs> i quickly realized that i only had two viable candidates for commander i had a queen marchesa and I had a, uh, what is it? Uh, the Abzan colored uh, Anna Fenza the foremost. And uh, Anna Fenza didn't seem the sweetest. <laughs> so I, I decided to build a, a, uh, 
the Queen Marchessa deck since I've already built, you know, Mardu Mardu Highlander before. Just, you know, add another thirty nine cards. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So I built that. And um yeah, first version of the deck had a uh a <laughs> A Mark of Asylum. <laughs> a Mark of Asylum in it. And people were like, why the hell are you playing a Mark of Asylum? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I got things. I don't want them dying. Seems reasonable to me. And everyone's like, red's the weakest color in EDH. What the fuck are you doing? You just, like, put that in there to scumbag Chris because he's playing Karanos. And I was like, look at his board. Like, he's got, like, 90 islands and no mountains. <laughs> like, he's not casting red spells, let alone burn. So, yeah. But anyways, I took those out. Or that out. A couple of their cards. Tweaked it a little bit since we played, like, a bunch of times over the course of the weekend. <laughs> um, then I got I got destroyed by Vidalkin Shackles, the one that you won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Vidalkin the Shackles. The one game I won. Vidalkin Shackles, real good. Um, so, yeah, EDH. Format's terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a great format. Fight against a couple other people. It seemed like my deck wasn't as garbage as I thought. So that was nifty. Um, like got close to winning a couple games but like lost to like way more powerful decks but i was like pretty close it, and so that was that's cool felt fun 1v1 hdh isn't so bad i don't think i'll ever play multiplayer it's just like pulling teeth i was like watching some people play over the weekend and i was like oh my god the turns are so long like my phone battery would die waiting for my next turn to come around but um then we cubed on sunday uh oh, yes vintage cube i brought that we did it after legacy uh, was sweet. I went three and zero. Oh. I uh, I opened my first pack was just like awful. It was like a really bad pack. Every, all the first packs were like everyone's like, what is with these first packs? These are just like god awful. Uh, and so pack two though, I pack two and three. I opened a uh, a mock sapphire and a time walk, and then I got past a library of Alexandria. I think it might have been. I think he might have opened Lotus in that pack. I think is why I got past it because um, he had a lotus so I'm, i gotta assume that was like what he took um but i just drafted mono blue and splashed white for ojitai and geist of saint draft and it was sweet like the best cube deck i've had in a really long time so that was really fun like, you see this is why john always wins when he cubes because he always opens power I've never, I've never drafted this cube with John and have him not open power. Yeah, but you know what? Like a whole bunch of other people were shuffling up packs, and I just picked random packs off the table that someone else had. You know made. how many times I've opened power drafting your cube? How many? None. None. Not a single time. The only time I've ever had any piece of power at all was when I was drafting with Kevin. We drafted terrible reanimator. Oh yeah. <laughs> What did you have again? You had like an off-color mox, right? <laughs> it was a mox. It was, it was the red mox. Mox Ruby. So it was like turn one, like land mox Ruby, uh, Una's Prowler. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> End step, discard Grizzlebrand, untap, shallow grave it. I don't know, man. My first two picks were um, like uh, Wheel of Fortune, Time Spiral. <laughs> so like my first two picks in pack one were just completely wasted, basically. <laughs> Didn't man. get played. Anyways, before we get bogged down in queue, which we could talk about literally forever, uh, Stephen, what did you play this week? So I didn't get to play much Magic this weekend, uh, but I did get to build and test this Teamer list. Um, it's running four Bloodbraid Elves and just kind of a bunch of value cards 
that get paired along with it. Uh, it didn't do so hot today when I played it. Um, I went O to drop. I was already having like a weird day, so I just left. Didn't want to make it worse, but I didn't. I think I just kept bad hands. I just wasn't really focusing on uh, what I should have been keeping. Maybe it's missing a land. It's like at 22 lands right now. I think it probably should go up to 23. Um, it does have four cantrips. Or, sorry. Uh, eight. Eight, nine, ten four cantrips. and four steering missions, you madman. And two, <laughs> two is it charms, uh, which can be cantrips. Not usually. Um, not usually. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, it's interesting. I do like, so in my gold fishing, that I can, uh, the Is It Charms aren't like, <clears throat> they're not dead when they get hit by Bloodbright Elf. That's kind of why the reason I ran them to begin with, because they kind of have like this multifunction on them. Um, so I could always just draw two, discard two if I hit it with Bloodbraid, or I can use it as a, as a spell pierce or uh or deal or kill a creature if i need to i don't know i'm definitely going to keep playing with the deck a little bit but i think that'll have to wait until after gp Hartford, which is what i will be preparing for in the upcoming weeks would you guys see any cool decks yes i saw a cool deck it was i think an april fool's thing i don't know how many people saw this uh it's called wacky deli it's a legacy deck that uh julian nab was uh he recorded and the deck is ridiculous it's just completely absurd but the goal of the deck is basically you play academy rector kind of like these bad nick effect decks that are around online you like sack it to a phyrexian tower or uh, a, a cobble therapy or whatever and you go and you get barren glory it's like the functional reprint of the cheese stands alone and it's like at the beginning of your upkeep if you control no other permanents other than barren glory and have no cards in hand you win the game <laughs> And so what you do is you, well, actually, so you, um, you don't even have to sack the, uh, the rector actually. Uh, I don't believe. Yeah. You don't even have to sack the rector. You set the rector in play, uh, and you cast, uh, Caverex Spite, which is a black, black, black instant. And you discard your hand and sacrifice all your permanents to deal five damage to target player like, what an awful, awful card. But basically, if you have Rector in play and cast Spite and then untap, untap, go to your upkeep, you win the game. You win! Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. my Two-card combo! <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What a so weird deck. He, like, the first match he recorded, he played against uh, Caleb Durward, uh, Caleb Durward, who was on um, Painter. And so, like, Julian just, like, does the thing. And, like, it goes to his turn with the trigger on the stack, and he's just like, you've received a message. And <laughs> Caleb's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that deck was super sweet. And I actually have another one um, that I just thought of, because uh, good old Saffron Olive, Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, put up a new video for Popper, and it's oh Popper Zubera Storm. Ah, yeah. Zubera Storm. Did you watch yeah. this? I saw this, and I was, I'm actually heavily considering building it because it, it seems sweet. It seems like a fun deck. Oh, to it's play. a pile, but 
it's a sweet pile. Yeah, it's, it it's a better fun. sweet pile than this the sweet pile I was building previously. I think this deck has way more legs than the uh, the sprouting vine storm deck. <laughs> I, mean, I think also, as like, is all like popper storm decks, they're all piles. Yeah. Like so, so there's just games where he would like have literal nothing in hand, like. Like, just a bunch of do-nothing spells, and then just draws, like, a sack outlet, and then it all you're gets dead. turned... Yeah, just all <laughs> gets turned into, like, this magical pile of gold, and you're like, I thought that was trash just, like, two seconds ago. What happened? And then he just, like, he's like, can I win here? Can I... I think I could just win here. I think... I think he's just dead. And then he just cobbles Z- off. Zabira Storm! Like, the way he says it, he's, like, so way too excited. Way God. too excited. Oh. Yeah. God. We just we provide great advertising for Saffron Olive, but I'm okay with it because his stuff is amazing. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. Honestly, oh. if you haven't, we'll put the link in the description. Um, but if you haven't seen it, I would definitely check it out. It's a really cool deck to watch. Uh, kind of explode once all the pieces are in place. Our Zubera videos on YouTube still get comments, like at least like one a week. Uh, they're usually people complaining about how poorly Chris was playing. But the fact that they're still getting comments means people are still watching them. So hey, people I love bet, the Zuberas. I'm, I'm sure there's like a very limited amount of Zubera videos online. Yes, I'm sure we are. We are. We've carved out our, our niche magic content area. We are now MTG Zubera cast, which is I'm perfectly okay with, honestly. All right, let's do it, guys. Esper Zubera rally. If you guys aren't playing Zubera in Legacy, I don't know what you're doing. You're doing it oh, wrong. Oh, man. That just sounds awful. I wonder if we can turn the Zubera Storm into a Legacy deck. You can't, because you know what feels really bad? Forcible. Getting your blue Zubera dazed. Yeah, yeah, accurate. <laughs> but daze is a card you can play in Popper. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's true. I, that's completely accurate. Pretty sure he got dazed in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, that deck was sweet. Uh, did you guys see any sweet decks? Or if I monopolized them all? Uh, I mean, I guess Ivan's deck is uh, hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, Ivan decided that he's going to play Demonic Pact in Legacy. Mm-hmm. And then when he's about to lose the game, just donate it to his opponent. Donate? The card donate? Like, you can have this. It's yours now. Yeah, this card I have, it's actually yours. Oh, there's only one mode left. It's you lose the game. Isn't that isn't that already a deck? Isn't that a the harmless offering deck? Har- harmless offering deck. Yeah, but this is blue and only costs three mana instead of four and red. No, harmless right. offering still costs three, I think. But is it, it is three? Red. Oh, it is red, which is strictly inferior. And it has a picture of a cat on it. That that is much better. I will I will agree there. The cat is amazing. <laughs> like confused. Like is this something different? Is there? Is, am I missing so, something? So this thing is just like, oh, like what are the odds he doesn't find like his donut or whatever? Well. It has the, the clause of your opponent discards two cards, you draw two cards, you shoot something for four, gain four, and then you lose the game. You're probably So between that there. and brainstorms and stuff, you can find something. Re- resolving <laughs> it's the trickier bit, though. <laughs> resolving it and not, like, dying immediately. It's kind of like a Jace that's not a Jace. <laughs> it's, like, basically the worst Jace ever. It's also black, so you can't pitch it to Force of Will. Deck is sweet though, but it plays a bunch of stifles or something. So you can't, if you can't find a donate, you can always just you know stifle the the you lose trigger. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
And then it just doesn't do anything, right? Then it just, it just sits there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It just sits that's, there, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. You can chain a vapor back to your hand and restart. Well, get him next time, boys. <laughs> yeah, the chain of vapor. Oh, man. Yeah, he chain of vapored a threat of mine. I forget what it was. I was like, oh. <laughs> It was like Chain of Vapor, my Death Riders thing. I was like, oh, I needed that. I think he's also playing like Limdol's Vault. Oh, yeah, that card's great. Limdol's Vault is just an excellent magic card. He Limdol's like, looked at the top 40 cards of his deck before he found his Toxic Deluge to wreck me with. <laughs> really? Wow, that's amazing. I'm okay I think he ended this. up losing because he lost too much life to his Limdol's Vault. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I believe that, too. He hit like, what, 8 life? I mean, when you need it, you need it. And he died to, like, <laughs> my stray Deathrite Shaman. It's pretty unlucky to have to go through that many cards to find Toxic Deluge. I mean, that's what you get when you try and mize people, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's most the price of the time, you pay. Most of the time, it seems like you get mized pretty good by Deluge without the uh, Limdol's Vault. They just draw it. This is true. God, that's why playing against Pile is so tilting. Because I pretty much only lose games where they draw Deluge. But I always lose games where they draw Deluge. And sometimes they just always draw Deluge. And you're like, how many are you how are you playing? Like one copy in the 75. Found it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I feel when I like resolve Liliana the last hope against them and then they immediately rub decay it and it's like one one copy in the average list, 75. It's like, okay. I also had my, my Liliana get um Snap Council's judgmented. By Ooh. death and taxes. Yeah. Turn three Loliana on the on the play. They untap. Council's judgment. Huh. Pass turn. I draw. Force of will. Huh. So let's move into our topic of the week. Um let's talk about this modern mocks, shall we? Lots and lots of mocks. More like lots and lots of hollowed one. Yeah, so the the numbers here are pretty staggering. So, we'll, put, uh, we'll put links in so you so you guys can follow along with us. But um, what we're looking at here is um, it's a lot of hollowed ones, a lot of humans, eh? Yeah. yeah. So I guess Logan Nettles did this uh, analysis and he posted it on Twitter, and he, his he says in his comment section uh, one minor correction. Hollow One metagame share is actually 12.7%, not 12.2. Ooh. It's actually Ooh. just more. So we have... Uh, so so the way this spreadsheet is organized, for those of you not following along, it's uh, deck, number of pilots, metagame share, combined record, and win percentage. Um, at number one, we have Hollow One decks with 23 pilots... A whopping twelve point seven percent of the meta uh, combined record of ninety eight and sixty one, with a sixty one point uh, six win percentage. Uh, that's insane, right? It's pretty not- good. <laughs> like, and then this is just the average win percentage of the deck, right? It's not like oh, you know, the best players have like no, just everyone combined. Like that is that is actually insane. Yeah, it's pretty nutter butters. Uh, next, we have humans with twenty pilots, eleven percent of the meta, with a combined record of seventy and forty nine, and with a fifty eight point eight win percentage, which is still 
insane. Really good. <laughs> that is insane. I feel like I feel like they must have gotten the best matchups in the world. I can't imagine. I don't think they did. Like these numbers kind of preclude that, don't they? I mean, remember when when good old Watsi put out numbers when they were announcing their ban announcement for standard, right? They were like, oh yeah, you know, T Energy's win percentages against like literally everything is like you know fifty four percent or something. Hollow one sixty one. Yeah. 61. That was like the numbers they were showing for Ramanap Red against everything that wasn't Team Energy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which exactly. is insane. Uh, next down the list we have uh, Storm with 13 pilots. 7.2% of the meta went 30 and 40. Uh, win percentage is 42.9, which is I feel about even for Storm. Maybe a yeah. little low. Is Storm's like... idea of even 42.9? I feel like it's a 50-50 deck. I feel like Storm's like, like either either I have the cards or I don't. Apparently you don't, because it's less than 50. I think sub-43 is a a little ways away from the fuel 50-50 that you're describing, but... I guess guess what I mean is... it's just one event, right? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I guess I just feel like that's appropriate for... For Storm. I mean, these Storm players were probably getting just dumpstered by this massive pile of humans players, right? Yeah. And Burning and Grease, like, ugh. I'm gonna try and sculpt a hand to go off with, Burning and Grease. We either have the nuts or we don't, definitely don't now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's pretty good to get, like, Piff is pretty good, right? Like... You discard yeah, a bunch but of then shit, and they just tip. board in like seven hundred leyline of the voids. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh look, I have my sideboarded like answer to that with my echoing truth inquiry. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> gone forever. Shucks. <laughs> uh, continuing down the list is affinity, uh, and I'll loosen up on these numbers here. Um, with 5.5% of the meta and a 48.1 win percentage. Uh, we have Jund following with nine, uh, with 5% of the meta with 41% of win rate. Uh, and then Red Green, Scape Shift, and Green Tron um, with 44 and 3.9% of the meta respectively. And four and forty-five point two and fifty-two point six win percentage. So uh, I guess I guess the questions here, like, what does this what does this data mean for the online players? Well, it means most of these decks were sub fifty percent win rate. Like, but I think is the really the huge standouts is um, burn win percentage is twenty-seven point six, which is horrible. <laughs> Eight horrible, and twenty-one. Horrible, horrible. Right. And the other thing I think is really interesting is we have Dredge with a 33% win percentage, but Hollow One, which is also a graveyard-ish deck, 61%, right? So if if the league has, you know, just as much graveyard hate for, like, the Storm decks and the Dredge decks, the Hollow One decks just don't care. Like, I, I was reading some comments about um, does this on Red and whatever, and people were saying, like, yeah, like, the Hollow One decks are like, kind of hard to to play against and roar against right 
you know, you board them this graveyard hate, and they're just they just play flame blade adepts and hollow ones, and you're like, yeah, it's really good. And then you're like, oh, I'm gonna keep these bolts in my deck to kill flame blade adepts. And you're like, ah, oh, here's some Gurmog anglers and flame wake phoenixes. You're like, oh, these bolts kind of suck. Yeah, the deck's threats are very diverse. Yeah, in in not only just in like power, but also in type. Like you can't just bring ancient grudge and expect to be good with the deck, um, or expect to to do well against the deck. You can't just bring in, um, you know, uh, fatal push and expect to do fine. And, like even all these... a braid doesn't cut the mustard. <laughs> yeah, you know, like all these all these normal hate cards that you would be bringing in against these de- uh, against this deck would. That would so so usually you know your the big threats the artifact you know you bring in your artifact hate the big threats the the four mana creature then you bring in your fatal pushes but like this deck is just everywhere where it's you know not one card is gonna save you there isn't like a silver bullet for this card for Rest this deck this is pretty good if you can resolve it <laughs> right but they still can just go like oh my hand is like the rest in peace plan they go turn one flame blade adept yeah. Turn I mean, to inquiry, I, inquiry. I think rest in peace. Seven plus, U hollow one go. It's rest, like yeah, rest in peace plus hard removal is like the best thing you can be doing. I guess like path and which rest. is like who like who but who fits those criteria, right? Like what blue white control. Yeah, I mean any any deck that's heavy white, right? That's playing path and has rip in the board, but it's still not like it's not great. Like how many threats do they have that don't really care about? I mean the thing is, even if you resolve the. Uh, the rest of he's like maybe they just like hard cast some blood gas and start beating you down, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think typically if you're playing like sort of a blue eye con- control style decks or whatever, like I don't know, whatever they play is eventually going to kill you. And drop into wrath is pretty good, <laughs> but can you live that long? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, I think blue I think... white is. It's interesting because uh, blue white had an absolutely awful dredge matchup. Um, maybe it just also has an awful hollow one matchup, but on paper it doesn't seem bad. Well, I think it has the bad matchup with hollow one for the same reasons it has a bad matchup with dredge, right? And just, you just try to wrap the way they're bored, and it's like, uh, just play some lands, get back these blood gas, and... These flame-like phoenixes, and just go to town. That's why you need rest in peace. And I think, like, Burning Injury just destroys the, the reactive decks, right? Yeah. I- I think yeah, I think those those strategies kind of rely on like planning ahead and making sure that uh, X happens so that they can play their their spell or their counter spell. But when See, when they can't force the issue because it, their cards get discarded every other turn, it's just kind of hard to play with that deck. And so we're saying like you need, you need, you can't have just one card that beats the Hollow One deck, right? You need specific answers for their specific threats. And then when you get increased, it's like what are the odds that you're answers line up with their threats still right who knows yeah. maybe they're on like you know the Gurmag draw and they ended up making you discard your path and you're just like oh well that's not a plan oh, anymore cool the really frustrating thing against uh, that deck too is like they control when they pull the trigger on the inquiries right like I, I put against that deck one time and I was like missing land drops because they had inquired away my lands and afterwards, uh, my opponent's like, well, yeah, I had another inquiry, but I just didn't cast it because you were missing land drops. I didn't want to draw you into lands. It's like, yeah. And <laughs> Seem- he didn't need to. Seems good. <laughs> so, yeah. The deck is pretty scary. So I think move- is it moving forward, is this like the deck? 
I guess there isn't there hasn't really been like a deck to beat in modern for a while is this kind of like pulling forward out of this not confused meta but I feel like this I mean there's like a super uh, powerful deck like in legacy there's there's Delver that's sitting at the top do you think this this deck is going to be the next deck sitting at the top of modern I mean I think everyone's been worrying about um, these blood raid and Jace decks right oh my god like you know, Ponce is becoming a real deck, and what about Jun now that has Bloodbraid Elf again, and yada yada yada. And I think Hollow One's just been kind of quietly murdering everything. <laughs> it feels that way, at least in our local shop. Like, Hollow One players show up and just, like, crush stuff, right? Like, pretty reliably. Yeah, and it's like, you think the deck is, you know, it's variance the deck, but apparently not, right? I mean, they, they control when they're, they're, like, they control the variance button, right? They control when they gamble, essentially. Yeah. And, like, just by nature, that's going to work out in their favor more often than not. It's like, you know, it's like most things in Magic when you have a a, uh, a effect that's, um, you know, affects both people equally, um, they're, you're going to take advantage of it, right? Because you control when you pull the trigger. Like, Armageddon is obviously a symmetrical effect, but you are choosing when you use the Armageddon. So you Armageddon, like when you have a board it, like creatures and when they don't. And so now your Armageddon's a lot better. And, like, this is kind of the same way. Oh, Armageddon. I was, uh, that was what I drafted in the cube. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I was the wildfire deck without wildfires. Ew. But I had Armageddon and Ravages of War and Balance. Ooh, baby. And Crucible of Worlds. Uh, you took the balance. Oh, yeah. I saw that balance go by. Uh, I do want to um, to point out that there is uh, uh, decks with two pilots. Um, there is a an, an amulet deck amongst the amongst the crowd that went 6-2. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty sweet. I feel like that deck is getting a lot of attention lately, or maybe we're just putting too much attention onto that deck. I don't know, there's like a Channel Fireball video made about the deck. and um, We're definitely an influencing factor. And then we saw we, we saw another... Oh yeah, totally. I'm of sure our wide are. reach. Oh yeah, our, our extremely wide reach. Um, and then we saw that article on Star City. I don't know. I feel like the, the deck itself is just getting a bunch of attention lately. It's just the article that went up made all the people that actually play Amulet want to like stand up and prove themselves. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Red Green Eldrazi also seven one. Deck clearly has legs. It's been doing well. I think I just had a bad night with it. We'll keep plugging away. How do you have you guys? I'm gonna seen go it? on a limb and say that uh, Obligator is a pretty important piece to that that deck. I would I would agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably yeah. true. Yeah, Obligator's kind of uh, the glue to that deck. Honestly, my my games that I won and lost were mostly not games where obligator mattered they were games where i was unable to cast any spells or i did not have any spells drawing the wrong half of the deck problem less than a specific cards in my in my deck problem or specific threats in my deck problem but um but yeah obligator is obviously ideal I, uh, yeah i guess you like you cast a stirrings against me reveal the tks and then just didn't play a land for the next two yeah there was turns. no lands in that in that stirrings <laughs> It was I, I think I had a one lander of a stirrings and some pretty good action and it was just like, huh, huh. <laughs> no more lands. Guess we'll take this TKS. It's the cheapest thing that I can take. 
That's funny. It's like TKS Smasher and then a bunch of colored spells. <laughs> Speaking of ancient strings, have you whiffed on an ancient strings yet, Steven? Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> I think I I think I purposely whiffed on one. What? Yeah. I like didn't select the card because I didn't want it in my hand. Oh, like a combo piece or something? Yeah, it was like it was like, would you like to pick uh so the screen popped up and it was like, Would you like to pick Sun Home Fortress or would you like to play or pick Boris Garrison? And I was like Neither I was like neither of those. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's when you play in paper, you have to like pretend you're 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 disappointed that you didn't hit anything, like, oh wow, really? I like t- I like put it in the chat like ugh whiff no. <laughs> dot 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 uh, yeah the uh, the the whole ancient stirrings is wait doesn't it say like waiting for so and so to make a selection yeah I guess nothing could be the selection but, yeah so so even if there isn't anything the window will still pop up and like show you the cards that you can't have yeah yeah gotcha it's not like uh, it's opaque. It's not yeah. like transparent to your yeah. your opponent. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> he had options. Yeah, it's like when you fetch, you don't have to find a land. <laughs> I do like that when you fetch online. It just says a button that says like "done," like while you're looking for your while you're looking for your land, yeah. as if you just fetch to do nothing. Yeah, I don't want this land. Fuck that. I can see it. I can see situations. Sometimes you just really need to shuffle. You need to shuffle, but you also don't want to. Maybe you want to cast a price of progress to, to um, to their mind funeral. <laughs> oh, that card, mind funeral. Good against Belcher. Oh yeah, I mean, we gotta win the game. So speaking of a legacy deck, we do have this uh, GP uh, Seattle coming up, which is legacy and standard. John, how about you tell us how you prepared for that? How you're uh, preparing, or you did prepare for uh, this legacy event? Well, I uh, I uh, I went on Moto, and I played too many games. <laughs> too many? Too many games. Not enough games. You require additional games. <laughs> yeah, basically. We require additional games. Uh, you also, like, luck sack to do a bunch of ticks. Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in this group, and they've, they've been all trying to get the really crappy, like, chest avatars. The monkey. They're, like, they're like fucking hard, like, huge hard-on to this monkey avatar. Everyone wants the, uh, was it Ragavan? Ragavan, yeah. Yeah, they want the, the monkey avatar really bad. Um, and so everyone's been like, ah, I gotta open these chests. It's just good value. And so everyone always posts when they get a sweet rip off a chest, right? So it's like, chests are never bad. Like, chests always good. Always good EV. Look what you open of chests, right? Wait, hold on. Before you continue, let me set this up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> John... Steven's on Skype with me. <laughs> yeah, so John's like, oh man, like I'm gonna need to buy this Kolagon's command to, to finish out this list. Like, oh, I really don't want to spend more money on it. And he has like five chests, right? And I think he has like I think he had like ten or fifth like ten or fifteen ticks in the card. I was a like few 20... I was a few ticks short. <clears throat> yeah, it was like twenty dollars for twenty ticks for, for the for the card. I don't think selling the chests <laughs> would have gotten me enough to to buy it. They're each like two something. I think I was a little short. I think like I would have had to actually like 
give Watsy money. Sure. Anyways, he has like four or five chests, and I'm like, and and I'm like, oh, dude, no problem. You just you can just sell your chests, and then he just like right clicks, opens all, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. And then just like, and then we're just like staring at the screen for a while. He's like talking about something, and then I'm like, what is that? What what's that icon? I've never seen that before. Yeah, and that's the, I just explained what it is. I'm not even thinking. I'm like, oh, it's this. And like, I hadn't even like processed what it was, though. I was just like, oh, it's this. And I'm just sitting there like... And he's like, what? what? I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's worth a lot of money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a full set of Kaladesh. And so just... it's it's bundled up like a booster pack, but it has like the set icon is, is the icon in the game, basically. And so it's just an item that you can move around and you can right click and open it like a booster pack and you just get one of every card in the set. Mythics, all that jazz. I was like, like <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, it's a full Kaladesh set. And he's like, what? I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's probably worth money. It's like, it's like 70 ticks or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's just like sitting there just like, I'm looking at this Kaladesh symbol like, how, What? No, God. this is this never happened. Like you're not supposed to get good value off these things. Easy. And, and then, and then I like, like forward a league or something and got next, a bunch more chests. Yeah, and then the next day he opens up another one. I think he it was opened, just two chests. I think I just opened two chests. And he just has a, like a tarmogoyf in it. Yeah. Yep. You know, no biggie. Just oh my god. Open a goyf. I was like, oh, cool. Sweet. Like making me reevaluate op- ever opening chests. Like now, I'm, now I'm always gonna open like five. Doing his part to to lower the prices of cards on Moto by opening us chests. Yeah, man. Oh, man, got him. No problemo. I am selling the rest of my chests. Though I don't think I'm opening chests anymore unless it's to troll Steven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's plus EV right there. Oh, oh man. my god! It's like Slither Blade status. Uh, I remember uh, when. Uh, Worf Wolpert was still working for Watsy and he would add cards to Kenji's collection while he was streaming. Like, pops up in the bottom corner. It's like, Abandoned Hope has been added to your collection. (laughs) (laughs) God, it was the best trolls. That's pretty funny. He would, like, find cards whose names were relevant to the situation and just, like, drop them into Kenji's collection mid-game. It's like, little message just, like, pops in. (laughs) Damn it, word. (laughs) <laughs> wish i could just like add slither blades to steven's collection while he was playing <laughs> slither blade S- sneak him in there i just open <laughs> no i just open up my my motor list one day and it's just like all my decks have been replaced with <laughs> with like all islands and four slither blades <laughs> you're like in a league <laughs> with a deck that's just 60 slither blades Oh my god. <laughs> you hilarious. Not legal, unfortunately. Casual freeform, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Casual freeform. I don't think they have leagues for that. <laughs> so, and Chris, what did you do to prepare for this legacy GP? Well, I'll tell you, I do uh, a whole lot less than John did, and that's for sure. <laughs> I think everybody did less than John did. That's definitely not correct. <laughs> you see, the thing is... Um... Well, I, I don't have a MTGO account. But um, <clears throat> if I did... Not sure if that's good or bad, Evie. Honestly, it could go either way. <laughs> I'm still not convinced that I would have wanted to buy Elves online. Because it's like, I don't know, 360 ish dollars to buy online. 
And considering I don't play MTGO, I don't have any collection, it's just straight up would have to pay $360 just to test. And I don't I don't know if that's really worth it. Well, I mean, you can just steal Steven's amulet deck and grind amulet now. Accurate. Maybe as a favor, you could get him the actual cards for the deck. Grind until you can afford the deck and something else. Or uh, afford a couple of EEs and something else. And then for shits and giggles, you could, like... I don't think I'd want to play that deck without the gemstone mines and that all that stuff. You could could eight people in 1v1s of affinity to kill time. Oh, I could play affinity for the first time. You haven't played affinity yet? No, not really. What's wrong with you? I haven't either. Why would I want What's to play wrong that with deck? you guys? I don't know. I don't like things that cost zero unless they're lands the or or Mishra's Bobble. <clears throat> you know, Chris, putting or Force of Will or Days. So or uh, Gitaxian Pro. Okay, you made your Gosh. point. <laughs> gotcha. You, like oh, gosh. you got to play Delver. <laughs> ah, gosh. <laughs> anyway, so uh. I've just been playing in paper when I whenever I can get a chance, which is apparently never. Uh, up Solid. until Saturday, I think the last time I played Legacy for an event was probably like a month, easily a month ago. You sound well prepared. So, but I have not. I don't remember the last time that I've not made the cut to top whatever playing Legacy. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've managed to be doing well despite not playing the format a whole heck of a lot. But, um, I don't know how to feel about playing a deck. I mean, so are you. going Playing a deck that's pretty not very good against lands. My, my goal is just to hope people can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Tabernacle's really expensive in paper, and so is Drop of Honey. That card's like $500 now. Oh yeah, Drop of Honey. Why is that card so expensive? I mean, it's a reserve list card, right? It's from, but... what, Legends or something? I don't, Legends. I don't know. Uh... It's like a green periphery nodes, kind of. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I think that pushes us into our last topic of the day, Slot of the Week, where we tell you what we're excited to play in our 75. Drop um... of Honey! <laughs> Online. <laughs> John, tell us what your what your slot of the week is. Yeah, this uh, this week's uh, online online only slot of the week is Drop of Honey. <laughs> now my uh, my slot of the week is Delver of Secrets. Um, I am very excited to play this card uh, this week at the GP. Um, I hope to do very well with it, but I think the real all star is probably going to be Deathride Shaman. I think that's going to be doing the. Uh, the heavy lifting in the format at large over the course of the weekend. How about you, Chris? What's your Salt of the Week? Uh, my Salt of the Week is going to be... Glimpse of Nature. Uh, God, this card is bananas when it goes off. Although, <laughs> I think this card actually just says one green, uh, make your opponent lose a life and exile two blue cards from their hand. <laughs> hey, we'll go to the graveyard. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> Then promptly gets eaten by a Gurmog that gets chump blocked forever. <laughs> like, Glimpse of Nature, it's really sweet when it does a thing, but it doesn't do a thing as often as you think it might do a thing. Uh, <laughs> this card just, like, either you don't have enough duders to make it work because you got, like, Thossied in, into Oblivion or something, or it just gets forced and 
that's that's just the end of it. I think quietly the, uh, maybe not so quietly the the big offender in the Elder deck is a natural order. Uh, a lot of the times you just kind of glimpse they counter it and you're just like, cool, natural order. Do you have another force? And like we don't. Like, oh, cool, you're dead now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's two cards. It's also in the sideboard games. You know, you just like. Here's a random turn three Rurikthar or turn three Progenitus, you know. Not sure it's probably the, the real all-star in the, the, the gross department. Yep. The card's but really nature's good. way sweeter. <laughs> yeah. God, the the turns where you just have to, like, sit and watch your opponent go off of Glimpse and hope they fizzle are pretty sad. Just like, how many cards can I draw? All of them, apparently. <laughs> draw all the cards i don't know if you can tell sitting on the other side when it's like it starts to get kind of kind of close to fizzling you're like oh god we're out of we're out of elves but we have a green sun so uh... you start you just start drawing your cards way slower yeah and then you like yeah, yeah. you like peek under the card before you like fully pick it up you definitely see the elves player usually like it goes from like like just like laying cards down to like they stop and start thinking a little harder you're like okay maybe they're slowing down they're like Okay, they found the line, and they just like start going off again. It's like <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so it's like five cards hitting, hitting the, hitting the mat, and then they like they pick, they draw their card, and they they like stare at their hand for it's two like a seconds. Like fork in the road. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the person sitting across thinks to themselves, "Ah, yes, they have fizzled. Here we go. I'm gonna kill them now." And then they proceed to like lay five more cards down, and then draw, and then do that thing again, and they're just like. Uh, or they cast a second glimpse, then it's just like we're done. <laughs> Back up, go home. So, so when you pause, like a lot of times, so here's what's happening when they're, they're pausing most of the time. It's the rat of elves, and we're going to green sun, and we're probably just going to green sun for a wirewood so we can pick up an elf and keep drawing cards. Yeah. Or it's should we cast this natural order and try and kill you now, or should we just keep drawing cards? Mm, I like cards. I like yeah, cards. I'm probably not going to die next turn. We can draw a couple more cards. I mean, right? Uh, or it's... <laughs> you know, we've actually run out of things to do and we're really sad. <laughs> oh, the other fun one is like, should I play this land and play use my land to play an elf so I'm like more mana efficient with my, you know heritage druids elves or whatever or do i try to use like the burst Lord instead to keep my land drop in case i draw a gaia's cradle <laughs> i mean you're usually supposed to play towards the cradle right uh usually depends on are all the hoofs in my deck in my hand already if the answer is yes then probably <laughs> yeah that's always the worst, though. When you board in your progenitus and you draw opening seven, like, that's a progenitus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mold of six. It's like, but this is a really good six. But there's a progenitus here. Uh, anyway, Steven, what are you going to be playing this week? Uh, so this week I picked a card that is very near and dear to my, uh, my heart. Uh, as cold as it may be as cold as cold as it, cold as metal friends cold as metal uh i picked ornithopter for my slot of the week like a um, cold steel heart <laughs> uh i'm great gonna heart, be practicing heart. i'm gonna be practicing for gp hartford 
which is in two weeks and <laughs> Hartford. Uh, Hartford, yeah, like Hartford, Connecticut. No, no, <laughs> the heart joke. Ha! Didn't even do that on purpose. Oh, I'm good. Um. <laughs> uh. Anyways, yeah, I'm playing War Thunder. Uh, I'm gonna be playing Affinity, getting ready for this tournament. Uh, I think Affinity's in a fine place right now. If it goes, if it doesn't do well in any tournament coming up, then I think it'll be fine. I think I'll be able to fly under the radar. Maybe people kind of focusing a little too much on hollowed ones and humans, and I'll be able to to really sneak in uh, and do some damage. So, yeah, that's that's what I'll be doing. Oh, yeah, I think you got your start of the week wrong. Oh yeah, for what you're preparing for uh, GP Hartford, shouldn't your stall week be a Azusa Lost but Seeking? Ah, it would be if I had the deck and paper. Because I mean, you bought the deck. Coffee. You bought the deck online, right? I mean, that's that's what you're, you're uh, practicing for, right? That's why you bought it online, that's, like that's like John did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know how how easy how easily can uh, Affinity make uh, two colored mana the same turn? Uh, pretty easily. Pretty easily, it's like pretty doable. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can make like four mana pretty easy, right? Like yeah, two colored, no. like like two red easy. red. Yeah, easy peasy. Yeah, I got the I got the six sideboard slot for you then. Oh what? What's that? You should play Shatterstorm. Oh yeah, you're so funny. Get all those other affinity players. You're ridiculous. Get out of here. <laughs> mirror breaker. What do you mean? The mirror break. The true mirror oh, breaker. Oh man, speaking. Can you make can you make three colored mana? Speaking of mirror breaker. Uh, I'm just gonna copy my Arcbound Armager. No, see, here's the secret. You you just board in a bunch of Stonia Silences and then, like, Mirror Enforcers. Yes. <laughs> got him. Oh, nice Ravager you got there. I have a 4-4. Four four. <laughs> yeah, man, just bring in your sideboard Broodstar. Oh. <laughs> it flies! One brooding boy. Oh, man. One Anyways, boy. that brings us to the end of our cast. Thank you for sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can check out more content, please head over to mtgcomplex.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, our name is mtgcomplex, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later. Later.